Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, guys, you ready to do this? Sure. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, good day to you. Today is Monday, September 24th, 2018, and you are listening to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for this episode. Join with me, as always, is your starring host, Sean Daly. I'm drunk. And your co-host, Pat Smith. It's lit! And then over here in the corner, we have Devin Mabe. We take all of our frustrations out on him. This week is especially rough. Say hi, Devin. Somebody help me. Shut your mouth. This is the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we were riding high for a while there, but now we look at a sobering defeat. Tennessee Titans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6. Jaguars are now 2-1, and and we feel a certain way about it. I've got Sean and Pat here ready to dissect the game and tell you exactly what went wrong. Go ahead, Sean. Well, in times like this, I like to go into my nerddom, and I want to talk about the movie Star Wars. If anybody's ever seen you know, Star Wars from back in the day, Episode four. Okay, there's a character, Admiral Akbar. All right, he has a quote that is absolutely perfect for this, and he says, "It's a trap," and it was. It's a trap game. It's the never-ending mystery of why the NFL teams just show up flat sometimes, absolutely flat from from when they walk through the door. Now, if you're a flat earther, I'm with you because the Jaguars were on your Earth this Sunday. It was fa- it was awful. It was, it was just I could oh I can't even. <sighs> But we have to move forward. Here's my explanation. Okay, they could have played anybody. They could have played Alabama. They could have played Bartram Trail High School. They could have played Orange Park. They would have come out with the same energy that they did. It was just flat. It was just terrible. Because every rep of every practice of every minute of the offseason, every Jacksonville Jaguar player is thinking, God, we should have won that Patriots game. We should have beat those guys. Why didn't we beat those guys? they just really salty about it. And they put everything emotionally invested into that Patriot game. It was the biggest win for Jacksonville, emotionally speaking, for a long time. Because you literally you yanked that monkey off the back and you're finally like, yes, we are the best team in the AFC. We're in the conversation now. And so what do you do after you get that monkey off your back and that emotional excess and all that good stuff? What do you do? Take a week off. Well, what did you think, Pat? I, I can't call it a trap game. It's a division game. It counts. You have six of them. you got to make it count. These are going to kill you. Watch. I'm going to tell you this right now. It's going to hurt you at the end of the season when you're going to need these games and you're going to need these wins. They're going to look back on this game and say, wow, we really should have pulled off this W. Uh, I'm surprised that there was another team on the field because I think it was just the Jaguars beating the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. That's all it came down to. I mean, you can call it in penalties. You can call it in play schemes. We did not come equipped to win this ballgame. 
Yeah, Jacksonville definitely beat Jacksonville. Could have been Blaine Gabbert. It could have been Marcus Mariota. It could have been Miryu. It could have been Sean Daly, the quarterback for the Titans. I feel like we would have gotten a way to figure it out and get it done. I think the name I think the name Titans just weighed way too heavy in that locker room. I think they overthought it. They came into it. They they simplified that offense way too much. I've been saying it since since the end of the game. We threw three plays, and that was all you saw all game long. It, too vanilla, man. Yeah. Too vanilla. If it was any more vanilla, it would have been mayo. <laughs> okay? Because it couldn't have gotten any worse than that. New England, you know, doesn't play Jacksonville that much. They played in the AFC Championship game, and but Jaguars hardly ever, ever go up against New England. They go up against Tennessee twice every single year. So these two teams know each other very well, very intimately. Okay? So, like, they, they knew everything that Jacksonville wanted to do, and it seemed like they had an answer for it all day, especially on the defensive side of the ball for Tennessee. It seemed like Blake Bortles just could not get going the whole day. He let me down so bad this game. I'm so tired of this up and down roller coaster with Blake Bortles. I'm, I'm oh god, he 95 QBR against New England. Albeit New England's probably got one of the worst defenses in the NFL. We're finding out, but Blake Bortles had posted a 95 QBR. That's 95 out of 100, ladies and gentlemen. That is almost as good as it gets. And against Tennessee, 19. 19 you post a 19 QBR I'm about my head's about to explode I just shit my pants I'm upset about it okay he just missed wide open guys the whole game just big time like the big plays he made against New England on you know third and 11 third and nine with his legs and making the pass it seemed like they just kept extending drives it was just the drives kept moving and this way it just dead the, just dead you, you'd get one first down maybe two and then something bad happens either a drop or a miss guy he made six terrible terrible plays throughout the whole game in my opinion he had a wide open uh, Dante Moncrief on one of the early drives, third and twelve, missed him. Had another third down to Dede Westbrook, overthrew him. He had some pressure in his face. He still, you still got to make that throw. You're you're Blake Bortles, right? You're you're, the, you're supposed to be the quarterback on one of the best teams in the AFC. I need to see that guy. He missed Keelan Cole on a wide open third down. All these third down miscues. It just could. It drives ending, ending, ending. He didn't throw one pass over twelve yards. I didn't see one time. Like uh, to your point. The scheme it's just awful. They didn't. They kept taking. They tried to take what the defense gave them, but the defense wasn't giving them anything. So like they they would take these little dump off routes to T.J. Yeldon. Bless his heart. You know, like Doug Marone said, he was tooth and nail. He's hurting the whole time. He went out there and tried to ball. He had 90 yards, but it seemed like T.J. Yeldon was the only guy on the field that wanted to win. Drops everywhere. I'll get into that later. But just these third down plays, first and 20. O'Shag Hennessy's wide open. Could have gotten 15 yards. Missed him. O'Shag Hennessy. He got a, took a terrible strip sack with four minutes left in the game. It's just like, it, Blake let me down so bad. You know, I you're you're putting the you're putting the blame in the wrong spot, man. I'm not there with you on this one. Oh yeah, because what if I told you Blake threw 100 percent of his passes? We still lose this ball game. Oh no, nah, no. Nah, we nah. still lose this ball game. No, nah, because then he com- he converts no, 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 on his no. third down. Because you're still talking five yard passes. I know. I'm talking. You're th- still talking ten yard passes. We're not talking thirty yard bombs. We're not talking 25-yard post corners. We weren't talking about those. We were talking about five-yard hitches, five-yard slants, and two-yard checkdowns. That's what your game was. If he throws 100% completion, that's still not getting the job done. I don't care who you're playing. That defense could have loaded the box every play, and we didn't throw it over the top one time. One time we didn't throw it over the top. Yep. I mean, all right, let's talk about the drops. Blake throws 21-34. You throw those four drops... He throws it for 25 of 34. That's a 73% completion rate. That's decent at best. 
he goes out there with a scheme. You get a game plan together. The plays come through the helmet. The guy doesn't make it up in the huddle, and he's asked to perform. So you're calling out Nathaniel Hackett. You it, think? That's yeah. exactly who I'm calling it out. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett kept the safety on the gun. Uh, he kept his finger off the trigger. He didn't shoot like he shot against the Patriots. Didn't take the gun out of the box. No. Mm-hmm. He did, didn't buy it out of the store. <laughs> it's still still sitting on layaway. He never picked it up. <laughs> okay? He didn't even pick it up. That's what I don't understand about watching this ball game. Is I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the five-step drop. I'm waiting for the sideline throw. It wasn't even attempted. And at the end of the day, you play like you practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that at practice, they weren't throwing it down the field either. I saw a few plays where Blake was looking downfield. Like, he was looking for a big play. And then we could talk never, about never pressure. He got sacked three times yeah. this game. He had two backup offensive linemen. You know? AJ Can was a surprise sure. strat. The triceps injury. So then you had Chris Reed was uh, came out there. You already had Josh Wells in there. And uh, so the offensive line didn't look great. I'm just, you know, I, I don't know if you can hear my voice, man. I'm just really deflated. I'm, I'm extremely. And it sucks. Tennessee, man, Jaguars should be three and zero. Should have won that game. We rewatched the game together right before we came on the podcast. Okay, I'm a little peek behind the curtain. We rewatched the game together as a podcast right before we went on it. And the whole time we're sitting there like we should have won this fucking game by a lot, by a lot. Oh my, it's it's the most. Oh, it's just so I can't even explain it. I mean, you could say that if we didn't hurt Gabbert, that we still win the game. I don't believe that. I think Blaine Gabbert makes the same plays that Mariota makes. You say that he can't move like Mariota and avoid the pressure. So, like, the Jaguars got two quick early sacks on Blaine Gabbert, mm-hmm. but where they could have had a couple more sacks on Mariota, but he ev- evaded the rush and got out of the pocket. So that's the difference. And you're saying, well, if you never do that, then, you know, then Mariota never comes in the game. Mariota didn't start because the coaching staff didn't believe in him. They thought that they had a better chance to win with Blaine Gabbert. And you lost to the guy that they thought Blaine Gabbert was better than for this week because he's not healthy. He, yeah. he can't throw the ball more than 15 yards down the field. They didn't throw the ball down the field once. They didn't take a shot either because he can't make it. He can't feel his fingertips, guys. The guy's got a terrible, like, a nerve elbow injury. that He's dealing with numbness all week, and he comes out there. You know that he can't throw that far, yet he's still he's still beating you with his legs, still getting big third down plays to end the game. He got, was third and, third and one, and he and he, they did the read option. He got it with his legs for first down. It was awful. I thought, I thought the joke was on me, to be honest with you, because it looked like both teams were looking at the same five plays. Yeah, They, oh yeah. they, they ran the same playbook. They got together before the game and said, listen, all right, this is what we're going to run. This is what you're going to run. That's it. Because nobody else tossed it down the field. They didn't do anything else, man. It was probably the most vanilla game I ever watched in the yeah. history of watching this game. I, when I was looking at it, I said, man, I didn't know Orange Park Junior High was getting in on the Jaguars' yeah. offensive scheme. I didn't know that they were looking into it because that's all it was. The Wildcats. It, it was the wing tee, man. It was nothing special. I was sitting there. I was waiting for you know the old the old team to come up in the blue jerseys and and start tossing it around. That, that's what it was. You crazy? You crazy? It's infuriating to see a game of performance that we saw in the Patriots and literally just switch speeds so hard. I mean, we went from you know fucking Lamborghinis. To, to 92 Pintos, okay? Yeah. I mean, that's literally what the change was. Well, we still got the Lambo. We, hey, thank God we still have that. Hey. I, I hear that they're going to come score taking that, team. too. Highest score on the team, yeah. man. Yes, Six points. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And very <laughs> accurate this game. We appreciate everything you did there yeah, for he's us. Made, yeah, he's made, what, 17 in a row now? You know? Very that's accurate. what uh, the, uh, the commentator kept saying whenever he'd come on the field. Ooh, 17 in a row, 16 in a row. I'm just thinking they're going to jinx commentary him. commentary curse, oh, man. God. Shut the hell I up. Know, I know, Shut like, up. Oh, yeah. It's every single time, man. Yeah. Oh, never miss between the 40 and 
in the 35 when the wind blows two miles to the north and the sun is in the 35 directions in the sky. Oh, look at that. Boom. Ball explodes. Yeah. What? Every single fucking time, man. Just shut up and call the game, all right? <laughs> that should be our whole take. Stay. We shouldn't. We shouldn't even talk in this episode. We should not talk about the game. Let's just talk about commentators. Stay looks- out of the record books and just call the game as it is, man. <laughs> stop. Stop cursing my guys. <laughs> but yeah, you know he he's he made both of his kicks. Logan Cook. There's a little bright spot. He can still punt the hell out of it. He flipped the field very well for what yeah. it was worth. If we got to take away anything from this game, he pinned the ball very well. I mean, two of them, he he probably could have even gotten away with not getting any help on the other end. Yeah, oh and yeah. just letting the ball yeah. bounce as it did. Good guy. That sucks when you got to talk about your punter having a good game. But I'll man. tell you what, though, man. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad because we have come far and long from when we started with Punta Vedra High School right, graduate. I'm, no. My man is out there. He's he's lacing his cleats up. He's cooking you know, some lee. He's probably picking up girls at the bar. He's <laughs> he's doing really good for himself. He's confident. He's confident. I I love it, man. I'm I'm glad that he's he's up there and. and killing it yeah, shout should. out to logan cook for making david garrard uh jersey sales go back up because <laughs> people are <laughs> buying it. them buying, buying them taping up the name <laughs> taping them up man they're taping them up i'm gonna do it i got a garage jersey it's the classic gonna, switcheroo man i'm about to change it i'm gonna change it to cook dude and these it. jerseys are too expensive for a hundred dollars speaking that's, of jerseys listen the color scheme this oh, week oof. holy shit let's talk about the color scheme yeah yeah teal pants i actually really liked i really like the shade i like the color yeah but those jerseys man it's it, something did not work right you had the you had the jersey and i'm no cultured aficionado okay i wear sweats and 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 slides for for 80 percent of my wardrobe okay but let me tell you this duval hot takes on the bravo network coming soon <laughs> if you get teal numbers on those white jerseys i think that kills it i think oh. that's it that's yeah. a that's a game changer yeah, that'd be dope you go teal numbers you go teal pants, white jerseys. I just think yeah. it was the wrong time because I'm sitting there watching Tennessee and I'm like, the, the, the dark teal is not a lot different from their blue. I'm sitting there, my, it's giving me a headache at times. Tough, tough separation. I know. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. can we can we bust that out against another team? Maybe like the Ravens or something? I'm like, oh man, it's kind of close. I agree with you, but I I didn't want them wearing those black jerseys in that heat. I mean, that, that would have been killer. Oh, man, died. No. But yeah, so AJ Can didn't play, so the offense line, you know, it, they didn't give Blake enough time at certain times, but I still think he could. He could have played a lot better. He could have won this game for us. Defense, you can't you can't say anything bad about the defense. They held him to nine points. What do you want him to do? Hold 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 him to zero? You want him negative points? You want him to take take weapons and be like, give me some points. Like, like what are they supposed to do? Like they can't. I love the people that are like defense gave it. I'm like no, what are you talking about? They held him to nine points. If if you were to wake up, you know, the morning of the game, and I said, hey. Titans are only going to score nine today. You're thinking, cool, W, I'm going to line it up. But no, Titans are going to score nine today, and Blake Bortles is going to have a 19 QBR. You go, oh, boy, it's going to be kind of close. (laughs) Did we win 10 to nine? No, you didn't win 10 to nine. You lost six to nine. This is, I I think the only thing that this has proven is that Marcus Mariota with one arm is better than Nathan Peterman with two. Okay, because the Jaguars played the same game against the Bills in the playoffs, but they won that game. I could give you burnt logs that are better than Nathan Peterman. I mean, that's <laughs> what, what kind of analysis was that? I think Tanner Lee, Tanner Lee might be might be better. I've than seen Nathan I've Peterman. seen dead fish floating out in the sea that could probably kill it better than Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman, pride of UCF, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Nathan Peterman, same agent as Joe Flacco. 
<laughs> and Tanner Lee. And Tanner Lee. <laughs> and Blaine Gabbert. And Blaine Gabbert, yep. They all <laughs> share the same guy. They also uh, all look like the same guy. I mean... Yeah, let's just like let, let's just send our, our thoughts out to Blaine. You know, we made a Blaine on him, and, and he had to go out with a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. Nobody likes to see that, especially... Once a candy ass, always a candy ass. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I mean, if we really want to get down to game analysis, uh, here it is. Uh, it sucked. Um, there it is. Uh, I drank more beers at the tailgate than the Jaguars scored points, okay? And it, it, it was by a little more than, you know, maybe I should have been. If, if we went by Sean Beers to Jags points, you know, it might be 12 to 6. Might have, might have doubled them. Might have doubled them up. I mean, if you want to talk, there was something constant. There was a constant factor in this game. Let's if you want to look at it. Let's hear it. Dante Moncrief. Dante Moncrief, yeah. Right. And hey, I can already hear it. I hear the listeners turning their dials down because they know it's coming up. They're like, oh, great. Pat's going to talk about Dante Moncrief. You know, here he comes. And you know what? To be fair, you're absolutely fucking right because here it comes. All right, Dante Moncrief had a uh, drop pass, had another fumble that got turned over. He got lucky in the game against Patriots that DJ Chark picked yeah. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. No one was there to bail you this time, asshole. And you threw that ball away. I love the touchdown this game. That was really spectacular. He, uh... God, you're trash. Get off this team, man. I can't believe we spent that fucking money on you. We could have spent that money and provided to the homeless of Jacksonville, or we could have done something more productive than taking your bum ass out of Indianapolis to come over here and just be a bum on this field. Next week, you're not going to see Moncrief number 10. You're going to see Fleming Island number 10. He's going he's to be relocated yet again. He went from Dante Moncrief to Dante Bartram. He went back to Moncrief. Now, you're going to Fleming Island. It's 1-800-GET-HAND. Okay? <laughs> so, we're just trying to get hands for Moncrief. If anybody has... <laughs> You know, hopefully working thumbs and fingers. We'll take it even with four at this rate. Anything that we can supply to this man so that he's somewhat productive on that field. Because, listen, man, I see water boys running up and down that field faster and harder than he is. Okay, gripping those bottles. I've never seen a bottle drop on the field. Maybe it's time Moncrief changes professions. Let's get one of those kids suited up and let's see what he could do on the field. No turnovers in the game. You got to cause those turnovers, man. Especially if your offense is down, defense got to make a big play. They tried to. They sacked uh, Blaine. This one, Blaine got hurt when Malik, you know, took it, lowered his helmet, got the got the lovely helmet rule call, and uh, it took away the fumble recovery by Jacksonville. Jacksonville had more penalties than they had points. They had eight penalties for seventy-five yards. You know, scored six points. It's just an ugly game all around. This is one of those you just got to. Wipe your hands of it. Go on to the next one. Just fight. You gotta, you gotta stay the course. It's one game. It's one game. It's one loss. Don't quit on your team. Okay. Just because they lost an ugly game like this one, come back next week. Who knows? Blake Bortles could be, you know, ninety-five QBR against fucking Jets. You know, you got the Jets coming to town. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Okay, I can go. I can go for twenty minutes on the Jets. So let's just let, let's just go on to the next segment. All right, let's do exactly that. The next segment is one that was much beloved a couple weeks ago. It's our top five segment. Last time we had Pat giving us his five. This time we've got Sean. Sean, what five are we doing this time? It's my uh, five biggest takeaways of that shitbox of a game that occurred on Sunday. We'll start with number five. Number five. Fake punt. Fake punt. And we, the, what are you going to do? You, you're going you're gonna to hand it to Corey Grant running east-west to try to cut it. What, what is going on? Way too early in the game to be doing that shit. What, 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 what is going on here? Like, you're in the middle of the field. It's the first quarter. It's not crunch time. You're not, it doesn't make you a big man. It's fourth and three. It doesn't make you a big man. Like, big call. Like, like what, the, what the hell are we doing? I hated that shit. 
Doug Marone, I hated that call. It, it, it just messed up. It gave you a feel. Not getting that fake punt set the tone for the rest of the game. And we were like, oh, we can't even get the fake punt when we want it. So we can't get anything the rest of the game. Drink your beers. Get drunk. F*** this game. I'm out. Number four. Number four. Nathaniel can't hack it. What are you doing calling these plays? First down. Third yard hitch. Second down. Screen. Third down. There's a screen and a hitch at the same time. Pick one. Oh, it's a sack. Oh, shit. No. Terrible. Nathaniel can't hack it. Your middle name will be can't until I see something better. Numero Trace. Number three. Thug Marone's clock management at the end of the game. You got three timeouts. Three timeouts, okay? First down, they make a pass. They get it to second and one. You take a timeout. You take a timeout. Third one, take timeout. Like, and then they get the third down. You take a timeout when it was it's second and one. You're taking the timeout. They're one yard away. In all likelihood, they're probably going to get it. And so then you still have the two-point conversion, and you still have your timeouts. So then you could still get the ball back with a good amount of time. But if they get the first down, you're screwed. You're screwed. And that's exactly what happened. You took the timeout on second and one. Should have pocketed it. You ruined the clock management. Didn't, didn't get the ball back until with 20 seconds left. Thanks, Doug Maroon. Number two. Drops. What are we doing? What, what, what's your job as a pass catcher? What's your job as a pass catcher? Catch pass, okay? Where are you at? Austin Farron Jenkins. Big free agents signing. Drop. DJ Chark. Big. First offensive player taken. Third round. Drop. Keelan Cole, two drops. You can catch the ball with one. You can catch the ball with two. Can you catch the damn ball, please? If Blake's having a bad game, pick his ass up. If Blake's not playing like playoff Blake, you need to pick his ass up. But you know how you pick his ass up? Pick the fucking ball up. Last but not least, number one. Number one. Blake Bortles had his worst game as a Jaguar. I'm going to put that out there right now. That was awful. On that stage, he could have had bad, worse games with worse teams, but with that team, in that time, you need to be better. I need to see Blake from a week ago. That was his worst game as a Jaguar that I've seen because of how good the surrounding cast is around him. And that defense and the team and where they want to go this year, you're going to play like that? No. You could play like that when they were 3-13. and 13. You could play like that when they're bad. You can't play like this with the, with this amount of stuff that we have on, on the line here. A possible Super Bowl window. We can't be having those games. You understand? You're not Tom Brady. Okay? You're not Aaron Rodgers. You're Blake Bortles. And we love you. Be better. Boy, Sean, I'm really glad that you're fired up. Because our next segment is the game preview. The game I'm talking about is New York Jets at Jacksonville Jaguars. This coming Sunday, the 30th of September... 1 p.m. on Fox. Sean, I know you feel a certain kind of way about this. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do feel a certain kind of way about this. I know a lot about the New York Jets. I've followed them a long time. So I know I know what's coming into, into Duval this Sunday. And it's not pretty, okay? In, in our preseason predictions, Pat and I, we lined up the schedule and the games and the outcomes that we thought were going to happen. We both thought that we were going to lose to Tennessee and that this game would get you right. This is the perfect game to get you right after a loss. You got a 21-year-old quarterback behind the worst offensive line in football. This team is no good. Doesn't deserve to be on the field with you. You should be pissed off that you lost to them last season. The Jaguars are playing three games in a row against teams that beat them last year. Patriots, knock that one right off. Boom, beat the Patriots. Titans, still got your dick in your ass. Third one, Jets. Okay, you got a chance against the Jets here. And I think they get it done by a lot, in my opinion. Pat, what do you think? I mean, not even bringing up last year, the Jets single-handedly ruined one of my guilty pleasures in life. You know, some people, it's, it's American Housewives or Georgia Street or whatever the hell is on TV today. Mine, I enjoyed watching the Cleveland Browns lose <laughs> every single week. 
It was amazing. They would lose by lots of points. They would lose by close <laughs> points. They lost last year to us. They lost last year to a whole bunch of teams. And I loved watching it. It was great. I loved watching when the Lions lost all the time. It's just fun to watch. A team that spends so much money to do so little is amazing. I love it. It's my guilty pleasure. And what do they do? What do they do, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 17 to 21, and they hand them their first fucking win. You know what? I wanted to wait until I was 80 years old to see those fucking beer coolers open. I didn't want to see those beer coolers open. Baker Mayfield's the truth. No, I love Baker. I love it, Big but show. he was going to have to lose It was for the rest of his life. That was the sacrifice we were going to have to make, <laughs> and I was okay with that. I was like, oh, well, it's another quarterback that should have done well. We'll throw him away, but no, no. They blew it away for me. I lost that. Now what do I get to watch? You know, and now, so the Jets lost to the Browns, so the Jets are worse than the Browns, and the Browns are the worst of the worst, so now the Jets are the worst of the worst, and by transitive property, if the Jets beat the Jaguars... The Jaguars are worse than the Browns. That's what's on the line this Sunday. I will absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely hogwash. Okay? (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) not. Cody Kessler will get off the bench and play in the fourth quarter of this game. Mark it. And Tanner Lee, too. Yeah, well. If they can get the tape. Well, yeah. (laughs) I hear that tape's pretty strong. They really win with the industrial type. All right, let's focus on the Jets here, okay? Let's look look at some matchups. And here's the matchup that everyone should be looking at. And it is the Jaguars' defensive line going up against the Jets' inept offensive line, okay? If the Jets' offensive line were to all come together, try to hand you a tissue to stop your nosebleed, they would trip over each other and probably injure themselves on the way. They can't stop a nosebleed. And the Jacksonville Jaguars' defense is bringing a hell of a lot more than a nosebleed, okay? They're bringing the house. If Calais Campbell, he's out with knee soreness, couldn't finish the game against, um, against the Titans... So we'll see if he comes back, but really, I don't think you need him. You got Yannick Ngakwe, you got Taven Bryan, you have Avery Jones, you've got Dante Fowler Jr., who was wearing his invisibility cloak against the Titans. So we'll see how how, how it works out. But I really, if you look at these offensive linemen for the for the Jets, Pat, and uh, it doesn't look good. You've got uh, Kelvin Beecham. Hardcore Jacksonville Jaguar fans know just how good Kelvin Beecham is. And you could say he is easily the best offensive lineman on this offensive line. By far, Kelvin Beecham, James Carpenter, household name, Spencer Long, the third worst Long brother out of the family. <laughs> and here's the matchup I really, I really want to focus on. Brandon Shell went to the Eric Flowers School of Football. Okay, that's gonna be your Eric Flowers, Brandon Shell. It's gonna be bad. I'm telling you, Yannick and God, I predicted Yannick and Gawkway was gonna get two sacks last week, and I was wrong. Okay, I own it. I was wrong. I'm just thankful that Corey Davis didn't get 100 yards, or I'd be eating my fucking shoes right now. So, and I don't know why. I just would. But Brandon Shell is no good, and I think Yannick and Gawkway, if Calais Campbell plays, if Dante Fowler Jr. plays, Sam Darnold's gonna be on his ass this whole game. He's gonna take 10 sacks. This is your Tom Savage game right here. This is it. This is your 12 sacks. This is when you go off. That offensive line's bad. You've got a rookie quarterback that's going to hold the ball too long and try to make plays. He did it against Cleveland. He'll do it against you. I mean, do you, what, do you, what do you see a part of the, uh, on this Jets offense that scares you? You know, I'm going to go right behind that offensive line. I mean, some teams I get to have just one quarterback to shit on. I yeah. got three. <laughs> you know? I got fucking Sam Darnold, who, if you are not familiar with USC football, uh, nothing good is coming out of that since Nam. All right, let me give you some company he's with. John David Booty. Hey. All right, goes with the name. It's JDB. Matt Castle, who was previously mentioned, you know, could only do a couple games, and that was the end of it. 
Mark Sanchez, Captain Butt Fumble. Yeah, He's a household name. Jets know about him. Uh, our very own Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. We'll see how that pans out. Stud. And then Matt Barkley. I mean, come on. It, with with this lineup of quarterbacks, this this university pumps talent. You know, I think I mean, it, talent. I think you're doing a disservice to USC because you forgot a big time name, Matt Leinart. Stud. Oh yeah, I forgot all about Matt. Matt Leinart, dude. Stud. What are you talking about? Yeah, Had a I, great, great career. It was ridiculous. Oh, Matt Leinart, the the efficiency of a Publix bagger. I still think John David Booty. That's a great. That's name, hey, yeah. that was a good call up. Yeah, that is I a mean, good, good call up. Yeah. So like I said, three quarterbacks. None of them can throw worth a shit. You got Sam Donald again. Josh McCown, who just seems to never want to retire. I think the guy's like 50. Yeah. Like, he just can never get off of job. Again, when you got an agent that can pull strings, man, keep doing it. He puts all his money into hair gel. And then Terrell Pryor, who, you know, just realized he wasn't a quarterback, so he stuck him at second string receiver. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> what? We'll, we'll do that. Terrell Pryor is gonna, is, has his own tattoo parlor at the Jet Stadium for whenever anybody needs a, a low price or technically free tattoo, Terrell Pryor is giving them out. Yeah, well, that's the only way he's going to make money. That's he's right. right. He's not doing it on the field. That's it. So, <laughs> And then you got, you know, the curse of Jermaine. You know, the, you know what the curse goes, right? Throw it his way, the ball disappears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it just disappears. And it usually shows up in the other end zone behind you. That's It's pretty good. You should add a D to his name, Jermaine Cursed. Yeah, that's the curse. That's that's it. That's it. Watch it. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. You guys are gonna see it firsthand this week. Oh god. This poor Jets team, they have no idea what's going on. And the Jets. Isaiah Crowell still jumping teams, looking for a place to stay, living in boxes still. You know, was Isaiah Crowell dropped by the Browns and then loses to the Browns. Just not not a good look for Isaiah karma. Crowell. That's karma right there for you. Bilo, stayed, kid. Bilo Powell's been on this Jets team for eight years, and he's always been the backup. <laughs> he's never he's never gotten a chance. He he backed up Thomas Jones, freaking Ladanian Tomlinson, Chris Johnson, all sorts of different. Bilo Powell's never been the starter, but he's still on the team. It's crazy. And four tight ends I saw on the roster. You know oh, they can't. They if you take all four tight ends on the Jets roster, add them together, they're still the worst tight end in football. Uh, if you take like the best parts of each of them, I'm talking about their heart, their their soul, their determination, uh, their physical attributes, everything they put in the game, the, the best players in their hometowns, everything. Everything you put all four of them together, they're the 33rd best tight end together in the NFL. And there's 32 teams. It's like a lost and found box at a school. You're just putting together pieces of shit. Hoping that it'll just t- turn out for something. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, no. All four of the tight ends you talk about school—they're the kids sitting in the clinic faking uh, stomach aches to get out of practice. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's those guys. I, I will say one thing about the, their defense. I do, I do like two guys off the defense. You got Morris Claiborne and Jamal Adams. I love Jamal Adams. I love what he brings the, to the to the game. I mean, Jamal Adams is is the only. Like, but he, that's it. That's really it, guys. I'm not joking. I mean, you got Steve McLendon. Yeah. <laughs> lend, lend me a W, right? <laughs> Holy shit. He works on Wall Street. Yeah, lend me a sack. Do something. <laughs> Steve McLendon. Nathan Shepard, another guy with no sheep. Mar- Marcus Alday May, pride of Florida, man. Hey, he might be good. Who? Marcus May. Marcus Alday May went to Florida. All right, here's the thing. All it's right. going to be a short day. Make it a 23-hour clock. <laughs> Jamal Adams is a good player on the Jets' defense, but the Jets took Jamal Adams before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So, like, when you think back to, like, the Jets' organization, yeah, you have a good safety, but you could have had either Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Like, what the fuck kind why, of organization? Why would you want that? I mean, you have Sam Darnold. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> Sam Darnold, man, he's the truth. Pumped out of trash USC University. <laughs> Square jaw. Where if you need a quarterback, we don't have you, but you can try. 
You can certainly try. His his beauty mark might be his only saving grace in this game because a defender might come up to hit him real hard and sack him and see his beauty mark and be like, "Oh, this guy didn't deserve this. He's too pretty." Wow, pretty. That's what we that's what we got for for Sam Donald. Huh? Sam Donald, yeah, pretty. That's it. Hey, All right, good hair. Okay, so mm-hmm. you both predicted a win here. Give me your score predictions. What kind of win are we looking at? Fifty-nine to five. <laughs> I'm not joking. The the Jets start the game off with a safety. They they start the game off with a weird safety, go up two nothing, and then the Jaguars score fifty nine unanswered points, and the Jets add a field goal at the end of the game. Yeah, I'm floored. Five. I'm I. That's a weird number. Why five? Because it's the, the Jets. safety. You have the safety somewhere, huh? The Jets lost to the Browns. Bro. I can't wait to see that safety. It's That'll gonna be, be. It's gonna the first. It's gonna be a. They're gonna. Brandon Leonard is gonna hike it to Blake Bortles. Is gonna go over his head. And no, 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 no. That's completely wrong. Dante Moncrief runs a hitch play on the sideline. <laughs> all right, and decides he's gonna make a juke move. And in juke move, he doesn't even get touched. The ball squirts out of the back of his hand. They're on the two yard line. 20, bounces yeah. in the end zone. Bang, there's your safety. That's your safety. That's bro. your safety. I'm calling it right now, Moncrief. I'm getting it out of the way this week. And then he so I don't got to bring it up next week. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, now 59 to 5. What you got? 47 3. <laughs> and the hits keep on coming and they keep on coming. We are going to run away with this fucking game, all right? This is it. The defense, fine. I wanted it last week. I really wanted it last week. It didn't come in fruition. Fine. I'll wait a week for a good time. But this game right here. I plan to not even remember because I'm going to be so drunk because I don't need to worry about to watch the game. That's right. That's it. Nothing I'm going to go about. into the stadium. They're actually going to give me a punch card when I come into the stadium with a W on it already. <laughs> They're going to give it to me before I even leave That's awesome. the gate. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, They're going to give me the post-game thing that printed out with the W. The newspaper's already printed. They're yeah. going to give me all that before I even go into the game. This Jets team, they really lost their composure against the Browns Thursday night football. A lot of a lot of penalties, a lot of needless penalties. And if you do that stuff against Jacksonville, it's not going to come out well. And Jacksonville, as long if, if they stay the course, they don't look past the Jets at all. And they, they come out and like, hey, this team beat us last year. Let's take it to them. And they play the game they should have played against Tennessee. And we see the team we should have seen on Sunday. They're going to win by a lot. It's going to be a lot. So Nathaniel Hackett, I need you to come up a lot stronger than you did this week. All right. Go put your finger on the trigger. Put a banana clip in it, fire it off into the sky, and let Blake run wild. Let him throw it 20-plus. I need down-the-field throws. Let this man play. Let him go. Just let him go. I want to see 30-yard catches. I want to see big end zone plays. I want to see it all. Give me the circus act I saw two weeks ago because I will pay more than double the admission to see it again. Blake, ditch the Peter Pan feet, bro. Ditch them. I don't want any more Peter Pan feet. I want that strong Blake Bortles feet. Jets have no business being on this field. Take care of business on Sunday. One o'clock. Okay, Sean says 59 to 5, and Pat says 47 to 3. Now, there's one thing that I need to hear. Sean, when you go to the library and you go to check out a piece of literature, you look at the librarian and you ask her to do something for you. What's that? I say, um, yes, Miss Lady, can you please uh, hear me? And book it, please! Book it! Okay, now we're running out of time. We're getting towards the end of the episode, but I want to make an observation here. Ever since the beginning of the episode, Devin Mabe has been sitting in his chair fidgeting. He's been twitching around, staring at Sean. Sean, I think he's got a big call out to make here. Oh, here we go. And this is not football related, ladies and gentlemen. What? Devin, what did Sean do wrong? Sean, you did something even worse than making a bad stat call. Oh, God. You flew in the face 
of Star Wars lore. It's a trap! Uh, Admiral Akbar did not say it's a trap in episode four. It was episode six, Return of the Jedi. You gotta be kidding me. So, I didn't do anything with the contracts. I didn't do anything with the wrong stats this week. I friggin' tried to dip into my nerddom and bring up a Star Wars reference from Admiral Akbar, and I didn't even get the movie right. I'm, I feel pretty low right now. I feel worse than I did during the Jaguars Titans game. Thanks for that, Devin. Appreciate that. Hot take Lord of the Rings better than Star Wars, anyways. Okay, ending today's episode with the hottest take of them all. Ladies and gentlemen, want to thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. My name is Taylor Smith. I've been your moderator today. I'm Sean Daly. I'm your host. Co-host Pat Smith. And running back to his cage because Sean's about to wring his neck is Devin May. Bye, Devin! Help me! I want to thank everybody for listening to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Your support means the most to me. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody that likes the Facebook page. Just search Duval Hot Takes on Facebook. Twitter, at Duval Hot Takes. Email the show. Give us your takes. Send in audio clips. Please, we'd l- we want to get started to get some audio clips put on the show. We want we want more inclusion from anyone listening. If you're listening right now and you want to be a part of the show at all, please, you can make that happen. We can make that happen. Just reach out to us. Let us know you're listening. Let us know that you want to you want to hear your takes to be heard. We can we can make it work. Okay, email the show DuvalHotTakes at gmail.com. You can listen to us anywhere you can find podcasts at the Google Podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Downcast. You name it, we're on it. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully the Jaguars do better next week. Stick to it, Jaguar fans. Go Jags.